Hey there, it's Nicole and Karina. We're back with another tent talk. And we were legit just having a conversation, getting ready for this. And Karina's like, eh, stop talking. We need to record this. And that is basically the essence of how we are here in our lives. Yep. Doing this prep for the podcast is that we get into these big conversations and we realize that more people need to be included in them. And yeah. that's what we're talking about today is that diversity is in the details that um, Karina should start the clock because I'm about to launch. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking about diversity leading off from last week where we're talking about unity. You can't talk about one without the other and, or, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but you're missing out the other half of the conversation if, if we're not going to talk about diversity. So we've got 10 minutes, take it away. Okay. So I found a Michelle Obama quote that talks about, um, broken communities versus, flourishing communities and how the difference is women being valued in those community spaces. And I may have posted it several times in a matter of minutes in my Insta story on purpose, because it's so important to me that the key there is value. You can have people who are your token individuals to make you look balanced mm -hmm. and inclusive, but unless you value those voices, they might as well not be there. And that's what we're, where we're going with this conversation of diversity is that you can have your token Pentecostal friend, your token, I can go all over the place with this, but it yeah. doesn't make one spit of difference if you don't value their input and their lived experience and the words they bring forth in their relationship. And valuing isn't patronizing. Valuing is being willing to sit and listen and share an experience and digest what they've said. You don't have to walk away in agreement, but you can have unity. And that's what we talked about last time is that we have confused uniformity with unity. Yeah. And we were not made to be Oompa Loompas. We are made to be individuals, beautiful in diversity and um, the diversity of not just our outward appearance or our spiritual theology, but in our lived experience. And we're meant to come together and form a beautiful diverse community that values different voices because that's how we see the full spectrum of God. Um, one of the things that we have talked quite a bit about is the way we do this and how do we live this out in a practical way yeah. and look at the way of Jesus mm -hmm. and making sure that in our desire to walk with Jesus, that we're not losing our way. Mm -hmm because of the practice. And so I don't know if you want to. Well, I just think that in, in our evangelical as a broad canopy thing, we've gotten really good at beliefs or the $5 Christian word is orthodoxy, what we believe. Um, and we have kind of not, not to totally, I do this all the time. I'm like, it's not this, but it's more than that. Right. So it's not that, understanding what you believe right now isn't important or, you know, knowing where those beliefs are rooted or where they come from. But when what we have is a set of beliefs that we are willing to fight to the death or to the pain for, and we don't marry that with the other $5 word, which is orthopraxy, and that is our practice, we are imbalanced. Like we are not, Jesus is not, or Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life as far as getting to know God as father. Like in that relational sense, we're not, 
the the connection that is like close and and like we're children of God, not servants of God. Um, and so Jesus is not the beliefs, the doctrines, and the rituals. Rituals. Yeah. But so I think you know the even a lot of the evangelical way of being came out of this desire to leave meaningless rituals, which is good. If something isn't serving, isn't, isn't like bringing transformation and doing all that for us, it's good to leave that behind and find something that will be new and, and fresh. But what we've ended up with is this completely non-experiential, heady belief dogmatism that takes us away from the way of Jesus. And I think when we really have lost the way and, and we're not willing to engage, we're not really willing to have different opinions. We're not willing to have different interpretations. Like I just, you know, we want to hold the belief and the practice in tension and, and allow those different colors of God to influence how we interpret and see things. Because I think, you know, like we've talked about before, if our practice of our faith only works for our experience, I think it needs broadening. Um, and so I think, you know, we can, we had talked before about this idea of like the dogmatism when we're in that place of like, but the Bible clearly says, and now I'm fighting you on this, and I've made that the goal of our interaction, we really, that's generally coming from a place of fear, and we're losing the joy of our salvation, trying to like resave ourselves or save the person across from us. And I just don't think that that's the way, the purpose, the nature, the character of Jesus, which is really more what we want to be about. And we talked a little bit about how when religion mixes with ego, like our fearful flesh expressions, right. that can get these rigid rules that become exclusionary to people on the journey of, right. of faith and however it goes and however it takes them there. And I think that um, what I see happening and playing out so often when we start talking about some of these hot button issues that people are building their walls and their, I don't know, idol platforms around that this is my ideology. This is my idea of what Jesus means. And, and what happens is it's all fear-based and, right. and, you know, you want to talk about what the Bible clearly says, you can't have perfect love when you're filled with fear, right? You can't have that trust relationship with Jesus and that connection with Holy spirit when all of your responses are fear-based. And so Growing up in an evangelical Pentecostal world, I didn't know that I was um, passively being taught to make decisions and beliefs based on fear until right. I became a little bit older and kind of, I went to a private Christian school, youth group church, like we were all bubbled together in mm -hmm. our whole growing up experience. And so when I started going to university and hearing people of different faith backgrounds, I began to understand that my salvation isn't in jeopardy because I listened to someone passionately speak about where their faith is at. It mm -hmm. made me question and, and dissect what I believe in a way 
that made room for diversity while holding true to the foundation of my faith, which is Jesus. Right. Just Jesus, you know, like, let's just start there. Yeah. I think, you know, we've got, everybody is on their own personal journey and we've got this interesting faith where we're on a personal journey where really the only one that we are accountable for is ourselves. We're accountable, yes, for the words we speak, which, so let's make sure they're kind. Let's make sure they're generous. Let's make, not that we can't speak truth to something that is false, but can, can we like tend to our own knitting a little more when it comes to how, how we, um, how much we freak out and how much we don't allow diversity of opinion, diversity of expression. Um, you know, like some people, when they pray, they find it really helpful to use prayer beads or things like that. And, and like for one person, that is something that's growing their faith. And it's my job not to freak out that like those beads are bringing power to them or something crazy. It's like, let me understand how that's helping you in your faith rather than going, we don't need prayer beads or um, understanding how the practice of honoring elders and people that have gone before us, like as, as people that are influencing our faith now and getting freaked out because the language around that sounds different than cloud of witnesses that I, what, you know, was, was taught. Um, and, and I think when we, we don't allow for diversity, when what happens is we're going outside of our own personal journey and that personal journey of transformation of like losing the, the ego. And I don't just mean an egotistical person. I mean that, that this idea of like the false self, the, the flesh, the thing that like tells us to be scared of everything and protect ourselves from everything, you know, childhood trauma, all those kind of things. Um, that is the journey of refinement. That's the narrow way that we're on is to engage with our own life and then learn how to engage with other people as they're engaging with their own lives and go, it's okay that it's different. And I think that, you know, next time we're going to be talking a little bit more about this, about what it looks like to have a community through diversity. And we'll explore a little bit more of this because this is really exciting to me that we get to start talking about how to do this and how to do this well and, and how we can look at how Jesus chose to be in community yeah. and model after that and, and kind of remove some of the fear rhetoric from this journey because just because I sit and have a conversation on faith with a Muslim doesn't mm-hmm. mean my salvation's at risk. It means that I'm acknowledging the other's humanity Mm-hmm. valuing their life experience and that is the way of Jesus right that we miss out on when we build barriers of fear right and and that our job is not to be someone else's holy spirit we might someone might hear the holy spirit through us engaging authentically with you know a conversation or something but it's not our job like it's not like i was saying earlier like we're not the runner up in a beauty pageant that should the first person be unwilling or unavailable to fulfill their goals, we can step in to that role. It's just not our job. It's our job to manage our own selves and, and to 
kind of look to what God is saying to us, but part of the, the, what we would call contradictory things in the Bible are really people's unique experiences. And they're not contradictory so much as they are unique perspectives and tellings of how we experience God. And I think the whole of the Bible shows us that people have a growing understanding and revelation of God. And we can look back, hopefully with humility going, I think we missed some things back here because now we can see something different. And when we can allow other people to speak to us, not to necessarily change our minds, but to make space for different experiences, different expressions, I think it moves us forward in our becoming whole and becoming more like Jesus. So I think that is the higher goal is that we would find our way working on ourselves, but being connected to other ideas and opinions. And I think that's important to acknowledge that that is the natural way of growth. Right. Is being exposed to diversity. I mean, as a kid, you don't have the same, generally don't have the same teacher from the time you're in nursery school until you graduate from high school. There is a diverse base of skills and opinions and knowledge that's put into you so that you grow and you change. And I think when we're looking at it in a faith context, it's okay to sit with people and learn from them, even if you don't agree with them. And it's okay to have diverse voices coming at you, mm -hmm. even when they don't necessarily jive with your theology. Did you forget to set the timer? I forgot to turn the timer on. We've been <laughs> okay, we'll call this a wrap. Minutes. We'll call that a wrap. Uh, I think this one feels like it's, it's a hard topic to do a flyover on because you touch all these little things and I feel like there's just like all this stirring up and I mean they're all kind of like that but I feel like this one of diversity and unity these last few topics are really kind of where the rubber meets the road and how do we live and move and have our being um, and I think that that these are important topics so um, again we look forward to hearing from you uh, and like we asked last week, what is a practice that has helped move you towards more inclusion and more diversity just in the way that you interact with people? Where have you recognized fear that you've now partnered with love and how does that look different? How has that grown diversity in your world or your expression? For sure. And this is kind of the jumping off point for when we launched the podcast. This is where we've been moving to all the way along is this conversation on faith and diversity and how do we live this out under a whole range of topics and issues that we confront, we face in our own faith. So I'd also love to hear if you see this at work somewhere really well, where you see uh -huh. diversity coming out in a faith community or in a everyday community where you see people have diversity coming together and really healing their community. So let us know. We are all over the interwebs. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram under the We Should Record This handle. Also, you can email us at We Should Record This Podcast. Recordthispodcast.com. Yeah. So, so there you go. We have from you. two more of these 10 talks uh, next week. We are going to be hitting community through diversity, like you said, and then we'll have our big wrap up. 
and um, and then it'll be the next exciting phase as we prepare for this launch. So we're actually going to be getting together. Well, I think actually the week that this airs, we will be together, which is why we've actually pre-recorded this one. And so we look forward to hearing from you. We're going to sign off and we will see you next week for 10 Talk 9. Yep.